Good morning, everybody. And it feels like a very long time since I have actually sat down and recorded a podcast episode. It actually has. I took a little break mainly because needs must. I, as you know, if you've been following along for a while, especially if you've been following me on Instagram and obviously on the podcast, I have spoken about it as well. I recently moved to Edinburgh. I moved about two months ago, actually nearly to the day. I think it's actually two months tomorrow, which is wild. And it has been a little bit of a roller coaster. If you want to find out more about what it's been like, please go and look at the last episode that I posted um, talking about, you know, running a business, moving to Edinburgh. I talk about the highs and the lows. I've had so many things go on. I'll give you a tiny brief little recap. I have had many accommodation problems. One flat fell through, I moved into another flat and it just was not right. So I ended up moving out of that one and I'm finally settled in my new flat, third time's the charm. I feel so bloody happy to be here, to be honest with you. It has been, it feels like it's been a crawl to the finish line. And because of the chaos that was kind of going on around me, and also I was running my business at the same time, a few things had to fall by the wayside, which unfortunately is not ideal, but it happens. And I had to have a little bit of self-compassion and it meant that the podcast had to have a little bit of a break because also cognitively, like the mental load of moving countries or cities or anywhere really is a lot. And it's really stressful. And especially when you don't know many people here, like I only have one other friend in Edinburgh that I know. So I don't really know anybody and you don't have that same amount of support that you would back home. And just the mental load of that alone is a lot. So I just thought, you know what, in order for me to actually create good, good podcast episodes that I'm proud to put out, I'll have a little break anyway. So that has been like a little brief life update for you. And I know that is not why you're here today. Um, you are here because you want to land more clients. So whether that be you have been in business for a little while and maybe things are slowing down or things just are a bit slow for you, or maybe you're newer to the online business game and things aren't picking up the way you want them to. I know that a lot of people feel disenchanted when they start their online business because they see all these other people having these crazy wins, five, 10 K cash months, whatever, you know, whatever wins people are shouting about. And you sometimes can get stuck in the trap of thinking that you will start your online business and it's going to be the exact same for you. You're just going to get, you know, straight out the gate. You'll start landing clients and people can be shocked when that is actually not necessarily always the case. I'm not saying it can't happen quickly for you, but I'm also saying that sometimes we expect instant gratification and in business, that is not always how it's going to work. In fact, in life, that's not always how it's going to work. So whether you are struggling to land clients, whether you're going through a bit of a dry spell and you want to inject a bit of life back into your business, maybe try some new strategies to start landing some sales. This episode is for you. So we are just going to get straight in there. The first thing, and I'm going to give three ways that you can start landing more clients. The very first thing that I would, that I would actually recommend and I have been trying to do this a lot more myself lately, and that's just to have a little bit more fun and be more creative and spontaneous with what you're selling and how you're selling it. So for example, if you feel like your audience are a bit cold and maybe they need a little bit of handholding, selling a low ticket, no brainer offer that is really easy to create is a fantastic way of building hype, building momentum, 
getting people to enter your product suite and start to create a customer journey. So for example, something I did recently, and this is because of the previous, what is it, like two months that I've had, I was just focusing on selling my evergreen, my one-on-one long-term coaching and my strategy intensives. I did launch High Impact Sales School the first week I moved to Edinburgh, which is a bold move, (laughs) but it was a very laid back, chilled launch. So I did do that, but I wasn't planning on doing any other launches. I thought, let's just get settled first. So I love launching and I love having a limited time offer. So I did a few things knowing that my time is limited and I knew that, okay, we still obviously want to keep momentum going. We still want the ball to be rolling. How can I do things in my business that are more fun and that don't require me to spend weeks and months planning. They don't require me to have tons of email sequences. It doesn't require me to do a three-week warm-up period. And I didn't want to do any of that because my life was just too chaotic at the time. I wanted to keep things as simple as possible and as enjoyable as possible because fun is one of my values in business and I really want my business to feel fun. So What I did was, and I just had COVID actually, so this is, yeah, fatigue was real people. I ended up going for a walk one day, this is pre-COVID, and an idea came for me to do a paid masterclass. I had actually never done a paid masterclass before. I'm no stranger to doing a masterclass. I've done many, you know, free masterclasses, love them. It takes me back to my teaching days and I really enjoy them because there's a lot of teaching when you do a masterclass. So... This idea just came to me whilst I was on a walk to do a masterclass and I thought, okay, great, I'll do a paid one and it'll be low ticket. It'll be a bit of a no brainer and low ticket, no brainer offers are so much fun to sell as well. Like I always really enjoy selling Story Sales Academy. It's just very low pressure and people experience less buying anxiety because the price is lower. That's just basic, you know, basic sales psychology. So I had this idea and I thought, great, let's do it. So I made the offer 47 pounds. Some of you may have come along. The offer was called Activate and it was fantastic. And it was all about how to activate your audience so that they are wanting to buy from you, that you're building buying desire, that you're able to actually create a lot of desire around your offers, which I know a lot of people want to be able to do. And I'm going to talk about in this episode as well. So it all sort of ties in together. Anyway, so I had this idea for this masterclass and I thought, great, I'm going to do that. So literally the following day I came on my stories and I did a little tease. I said, I've just had this idea, basically exactly what I've just told you. I've had this idea for this paid masterclass. It's going to be a no brainer. It came to me on a walk and I'm so fucking excited about it. And I did that. And then I got COVID. (laughs) So I had to delay the launch of it. I didn't have a big sales page. All I had was a checkout page. The offer was 47 pounds. I showed up for one week every single day on stories and talked about it. I created some content that spoke about it. And that offer, even though it was 47 pounds, made four figures in a week. And off the back of that, I have had a few people reach out to me and talk to me about my one-on-one coaching. What this does is a few things. It helps a cold audience who might need a little more handholding enter your product suite. It also does something else. It also allows you to inject fun back into your business, inject momentum back into your business. And it also allows people who may not be ready to spend a lot of money with you yet. Maybe the trust isn't there yet. Maybe they're just not quite ready yet. 
but they want to experience what it might be like to work with you, to be coached by you and in a really low risk way. And this is the brilliance of not just doing a paid masterclass, but just doing anything that's low ticket. So if you feel like your audience need a little more handholding and you're struggling to land clients at the moment, maybe you're struggling to land your high ticket clients. Maybe you're struggling to get people into a mid ticket offer. Have a bit of fun with it. Inject a bit of fun with it. Maybe do a little flash sale. That's what I did the other week. I had um, a thousand downloads on my podcast, which is very exciting. It's probably about a month ago now. And I just did a little flash sale to celebrate that on my intensives. I sold some intensives. Just things like this that don't require tons of planning, but are fun and just allow you to experiment and not take sales so damn seriously. Because this is something that a lot of people do. You get into this energy where everything feels very serious and you put all this pressure on yourself and you have to make the sale. And that's kind of the energy you absolutely do not want to be in. But it's really hard when you're going through a patch where maybe things aren't going quite as well as you wanted, right? This is a really great way of getting out of that energy, getting out of that funk and doing something a little bit different. So that was number one sell a low ticket, no brainer offer, inject the fun back into your sales, inject some spontaneity back into selling. Number two, speak about your offer every day, but pitch it every other day. And I know you might be like, uh, are you okay, Katie? You are a sales coach. What are you talking about? Hear me out. This doesn't necessarily apply to limited time offers for limited time offers. I would recommend talking about them every day and selling them every day and pitching it every day. This more so speaks to evergreen programs. So your one-on-one coaching, intensives, things that are always on sale. When you speak about them every single day and when you do a call to action, inviting people into it every single day, although that is fine and it's not nothing's wrong with that necessarily, again, it goes back to the energy. You can start to feel deflated, disenchanted, all of the D words when this happens because if, you're, if you feel like you're always pitching your offer and no one's biting and you're never gaining momentum, you're getting stuck in that desperate energy. You're getting, you're feeling deflated and we don't want to be that. When it can also lead to fatigue and boredom, let's be honest, right? And again, it goes back to, for me, like fun. Like I want my business to be enjoyable. I want it to be fun. I didn't create this because I have to do things. I would be at a nine to five if that was the case. I'd be working for someone else if that was the case. No shade on nine to fives. Entrepreneurship is definitely not for everyone. Running your business is definitely not for everyone, but that is not for me. And I know that I want to run things the way I want to run them. And part of it for me is just doing what I want to do, having fun with it, making my own rules. So I recommend speaking about your offer every single day, whether that be talking about maybe you got off a client call, speak about what you covered on that client call. How did you help that person? Were there any little mini transformations that that person had on that client call? Maybe you can just even talk about mentioning the fact that you're hopping on a call with someone or that you were hanging out on Voxer with a client or sharing a client win or sharing a conversation that you had with someone. Basically just talking about the work that you've done, right? Building that product awareness. But then every other day, that's when you're inviting people into your offer. Click the link in my bio to apply, apply here, DM me if you want more information, that kind of thing. This just removes that feeling like you are pitching every single day and nothing's happening. But when you do it this way, you're building product awareness, but you're also having fun with it and you're not feeling the pressure to actually quote unquote sell every day. 
Number three, elevate your messaging. And before you zone out right now, because I know I talk about messaging a lot. However, I can almost guarantee you that when sales are slow, you have a messaging problem. You have an audience in front of you, whether that be 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people. I have had clients that have 30,000 followers, 40,000 followers, 60,000 followers, and I'm making more in sales than them, and my audience is 2,500 followers, 2,700 or something like that. I'm not saying that followers don't matter. I've spoken about this before. They do. We obviously want more people in our funnel. We want more people to sell to. We want a bigger audience. If we're saying anything else, we're lying to ourselves, right? We need to be growing. Growth is important. However, if you already have an audience of whatever size and your sales are slow, you've got a messaging problem, most likely. Without me obviously having to look at your business, I I would need to actually look at your product suites, your programs, what you're doing, how you're selling, how you're showing up, your content, all of that. But when it comes down to it, messaging is one of the core problems that people have. Your messaging needs to be three things. It needs to be simple. It needs to be specific. And it needs to build buying desire. And when you do all of these three things, mark my words, people will buy from you. It truly is as simple as that. And if you're not eliciting an emotion from your audience, then you need to go back to the drawing board because When you are a brand, you make your audience feel something. We don't want to be palatable. We don't want to be vanilla. We don't want to appeal to the masses. We would rather attract 20% of people and repel 80% of people, but have those 20% of people be all in on us and all about us rather than appeal to 100% of people and just be nice and fluffy and vanilla. Guarantee you someone else is going to buy Someone else is going to choose to buy from someone else rather than you because you're not setting yourself apart. You're not building any kind of buying desire. You're not eliciting any kind of feeling and emotion attached to you and your brand. I was actually listening to um, Diary of a CEO podcast the other day. Really great podcast. I'm sure most of you have heard of it if you're listening to this. And that really came from um, I was listening to the interview with the Dermatologica former CEO And she was saying exactly what I'm just saying there. You need to attract, you need to repel, and you need to appeal to, really appeal to 20% of people and the 80%, fine, you're not going to be for everyone. You don't need to be for everyone. You just need to have 20% of people that are like, fuck yes, I want to buy from Katie. I love what she stands for. I love how she teaches. I love how she coaches. When your messaging does this, when your copy does this and it builds that buying desire and it cuts through the noise and it's disruptive and you're saying something different and you're standing for something, people will buy from you. It truly is as simple as that. So quick little recap. One way you can land more clients this week is to be spontaneous with your sales. Sell a no-brainer, low-ticket offer, You don't need to build this huge, big warm-up period. Just have fun with it. Inject the fun back into your business. Sell a low-ticket offer. Build the momentum. Funnel people into a higher-ticket offer after that. Second thing is to speak about your offer every single day, but pitch it every other day. 
And number three is to elevate your messaging. Simple, specific, builds buying desire. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you are wanting help with building that buying desire, with getting people to actually listen to you, with learning how to sell and market yourself, with confidence, you actually feel like you know what you're doing, you know how to navigate this online business world, and more importantly, you want that accountability and you want someone in your back pocket who you have on call almost to speak to when you're going through the good times, but also the not so good times, because that's a huge part of mentorship and that's why coaching is so, so invaluable. And it really can't be underestimated how far you can grow. I mean, I hired a mentor at the beginning of this year because I felt like I was in a period of stagnation and I was feeling a bit weird and unsure about where I was going. I made my biggest investment in my business. My income has doubled since then. Many factors have contributed to my income doubling, but that was one of them. So something to think about if you are interested in my one-on-one coaching and you want to know more. There is a link in the show notes to apply. If you want to know more about me or like want to have a chat with me to see if you'd be a good fit for my one-on-one coaching, got any questions, all of that good stuff, head over to my Instagram and just send me a DM saying impact. And I will be happy to have a chat with you. No pressure chat. Answer any questions you've got. It feels so good to be back. I am so excited to bring all the value back to your ear holes. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, you know what to do. Five-star rating and share it on your Instagram stories. If you're having a little listen and you're enjoying it, please share it and I can reshare it. All right, guys, I hope you are going to be having a wonderful day wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and I will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye.